0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Martin Canning is no longer the Hamilton Aki's manager Stephen Gerrard isn't looking beyond Cowdenbeath to a quick rematch with Kilmarnock And Scott Bain says he's determined to take his chance as Celtic's number one I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight is Gordon Diel and Roger Hanna Yeah and there's only one arrival we're interested in in this January window Forget Davis and Defoe, forget Weah and Bio. We are delighted to announce the arrival of a bouncing baby granddaughter for Gordon DL Congratulations What's Thank it going to be Papa Granddad Grandfather You can't You can't call me that Gra- Can you imagine Granddad all, all those years ago When you're looking at your granda He was never Leading the life That I'm leading So <laughs> It cannot be When he I get another even, name I don't even want to know What that means <laughs> By the way <laughs> can Granddad Congratulations from us Thank all you. Anyway And, d- and listen well. The little one They're still looking for a name Gordon so we could throw it open to the Super Scoreboard <laughs> listeners tonight Bouncing baby granddaughter Does as already suggested Chantel Michelle DL <laughs> I like it But we will take any offers this evening Anyway, back to the football Let's hear from you 01419511025 um, Of course you can tweet at Clyde SSB uh, Roger, big news in the form of Martin Canning We've got games tonight and tomorrow night in the Scottish Cup And we're only a couple of days away from the transfer window Slamming shut as it always does So a lot to get through Yeah, listen, the first thing Martin Canning You're always sorry to see anyone lose their job Gordon, he was manager of Hamilton Ackes for four years He was there for a decade as player and manager He played 200 games for the club And when the dust settles and he looks back in the job he's done I think he'll be proud of the job he's done Keeping the team with the lowest budget in the league In the league consistently, season after season Big decisions for the new chairman Alan Maitland Because if the league stopped today Hamilton Ackies would be safe They're not in the bottom two Martin Canning's kept them 10th But the new chairman has Probably gone with the majority of Hamilton fans You've heard the discontent on this show In the last couple of weeks Since I spoke to Martin Canning at Perth In the wake of the Scottish Cup defeat And as we sometimes say at times like this They need to be careful what they have wished for If Hamilton fall Even one place in the next four, four months To the end of the season this will be the wrong decision We're going to get stuck right into that And this goes to fans of all teams Because I, I've noticed this on social media uh, The Hamilton Ackies fans are clearly interested But everyone else seems to be fascinated by this So give us your thoughts on the Martin Canning situation 0141 951 uh, Gordon, I did say oh, a couple of days left of the transfer window From a Celtic and Rangers perspective It doesn't look like or sound like Listening to the managers that there's going to be a Great deal of business done As always There may be a last minute surprise or two um, But it doesn't look like there's going to be anything drastic No, I think uh, If if uh, they shut tonight, Gordon I think uh, Celtic and Rangers I will just talk about them I think they would be more than happy with the squads I was at Celtic Park after Hamilton game And uh, I was sitting in the stand watching Celtic's um, squad players Going through a training session and let me say they've got some numbers and some quality in the background waiting for an opportunity to get in the first team. So uh, they've got a big, big squad there with a lot of strength and depth. Rangers are probably the same, uh, um, allowing for Davis and Defoe to be left out of the weekend as well. 
So no You might get a surprise But if they had to Shut the window tonight I think Rangers and Celtic Would be quite happy To go forward Right the number you need To get in touch Is 01419511025 So give us a call Or tweet at Clyde SSB Let's get stuck into The Hamilton Ackies news Martin Canning's time is up He's left his post As manager After four years in charge Chairman Alan Maitland Says they both agreed The time was right For a change Martin's been a terrible time in terms of the support. There's a lot of negativity around it. So when I spoke to Martin, both of us felt that it's probably the best, the best thing for the football club is to have a change. So we both agreed in that. Martin's a big part of this football club. He's done fantastically well. Ten and a half years as a player and a coach. Um, so it's a sad day when he when he leaves. I think for Martin, it's probably a relief to be honest with you. I think that he's had a really difficult time in terms of the results. We're third bottom in the league. <laughs> you know, we're not sitting in a relegation position. But overall, the results haven't been good enough. It's not even a question of results. At this football club, what I'm looking for is a level. I'm looking for a level of performance and a level um, of, of how we play. And we haven't reached that. Martin and I both agree with that. Um, so that was Alan Maitland The club has already received 60 applications Within the hour after Canning's departure uh, Maitland says they want to do things a bit differently this time Our next manager will be a head coach First and foremost What do I expect? It's a simple thing Listen, it's simple When you go on a Saturday You want to see your team trying to win football matches Results will be reflected in, in that approach And uh, the other thing which is absolutely crucial to this club And as always has been Is our youth policy we need to see more kids coming through and playing in the first team. Now, there's, we've lost a lot of players, as I mentioned that this morning. We've lost a lot of players who have come through the academy, and that's been a big factor in the results this season, I feel. You know, losing Lewis Ferguson was a massive blow, and he was part of that next generation. So now we need to try and get back to the basics, back to what we're good at, trying to introduce kids. It was great to see Regan getting a game on Saturday, coming on Saturday, and that's got to be the model for the rest of them. It's got to give them encouragement that they can also find their way into the first team. But... Do we want to stay in the Premier League? Of course I do. Aki's fans and everyone else, simple. What do you make of that news? The right decision or not? 0141-951-1025. Well, there are three points I want to pick up from that Alan Maitland interview. One, he said it would be a relief for Martin Canning. That's a ridiculous statement. The man's just lost his job. How is that a relief to anyone? What would have been a relief to Martin Canning would have been at the Aki's board that pulled him in and said, listen, Martin, you're doing fine. We know what the budget is here. You've got our support to carry on Let's finish where we are Just now 10th will be safe And we'll, we'll have a look at it again in the summer So it's not a relief to Martin Canning The second thing is He wants to see the team trying to win football matches They've been trying to win football matches Gordon um, The last match they played was at Celtic Park at the weekend Visiting teams find it notoriously difficult To win football matches there But they do try And then The remark about trying to get more players you know, From the youth system into the first team Young Regan Mimno made his debut at Parkhead in that defeat at the weekend. Young Lewis Smith's made his debut this season. They've just given a new deal to Stephen Boyd, who scored the winner on a derby this season. Scott McMahon's a regular, Sean Watt's a regular. All players through the youth system that, like Michael Devlin, like Lewis Ferguson, like Greg Doggerty, were all introduced to the first team in the last four years under Martin Canning. So... I think that's all a little bit unfair on Martin Canning. There's a little bit of rewriting of history in there. Um, but what I will say is, it's completely up to Alan Maitland and the Hamilton board, the direction in which they want to take the club. I wish them well. They're a good club. But I think it's a big call today. Yeah, and they're going down the road of the modern day um, coaching staff by saying that it won't be a manager. It'll be a head coach. 
who will be given the players probably to organise them, coach them on a day-to-day basis, but I don't think he'll have a lot of say on the signings. That'll come from above, Gordon. Uh, it's just a modern day way I thought the writing was on the wall And first and foremost I'd like to wish Mark Cannon all the best He's a terrific lad um, I thought the writing was on the wall After the Celtic game Now Didn't expect anything I was saying uh, On Super Scoreboard on Saturday If he can get out of here Maybe a 2-0 or a 3-0 Without getting an absolute spanking It might just buy him some time But after the game You can always tell The chairman's down Trackside With Martin Cannon And the conversation went on Too long for me Which Suggested that the the ball was already rolling for him, and uh, Hamilton have decided. You know they've they've looked at the league, they've looked at the results, they've listened to the fans as well. You've got to say because, in all the years been on this show, we've probably had more Hamilton Aki's fans phoning up now than ever before complaining about the manager. So they've decided to go with that decision. We wish Hamilton all the best. And we wish Martin Cannon all the best. Colin is a Hamilton Aki's fan from Hamilton. Right decision or wrong decision today, Colin? Uh, I feel I should never have gotten a job in the first place after after his interim period. There's quite a few things that Alan Maitland has said which uh, are quite pertinent when you look back at them. He mentioned as well the fact that we need to give kids a chance. We've got a youth team who won the league undefeated against the old firm, qualified for Europe, Cannon hasn't given any of these young guys a chance. Their progress has stagnated. When you look at it as well, we've been bringing in guys from abroad and lower league players from England to... They're not even up to Scottish Championship level, these guys. Alan Maitland also says trying to win football matches well. That's, that's the main reason why I feel the fans want him to go, because... The football is turgid, defensive. For example, that game on Saturday, he played a 5-5-0 formation. He tried to outdo Craig Levine. Never go, never go full Craig Levine. We know we're not going to win a lot of matches, but what we want to see is a team that tries to play entertaining football and a team that will give it a go. Not a team who, within the past two years, as soon as we've went a goal down, We've never come back, never won a game. So that tells you also that there's a lack of fighting spirit in the team. We've also got the lowest shots in target. We've only scored 14 goals this season. Take away the two games against St Mirren. We've scored eight goals in six months. That's eight goals from August to February. That's unacceptable Mm. at any level of football. Yeah, I think Colin's bang on when you look at the recent form. You you, you can't spin that any other way. It's, what is it? One draw and eight defeats in the last nine. They've only scored twice in the time. The only people who are backing Martin Canning, if you like, Colin, will point to the fact that this is Aki's fifth season in the top flight and say, surely that shows they do have fighting spirit and they have had fighting spirit. We've only, we've only stayed up. Let's be honest, because other teams below us have been dreadful. But is that not is that not the simple aim of the game, just to stay in the league? Well, well. St Johnson, for example, don't have much a much bigger budget than Aki's. Their average crowd is only 700, 700 odd, I think it's 750, 719, sorry, more than Aki's. The last 10 years, St Johnson have got to a cup final. Yeah. They've won a cup, they've been in Europe a couple of times, regular top six. Now, I'm not saying we want to get to top six, we want to make, make better use of the resources we have. But the, the main point 
is really the, the guy lost the fans. We had the better support when we were in the second division. A guy like myself, I've been watching Aki for 42 years. I've missed more games this season than I did in the seven years when I never had a ground. Now that tells you, that tells its own story. Roger, it, it does. It, let me just bring the guys in, Colin. It, it, it centres around expectation, clearly. Yeah, listen, right. The last couple of weeks, I spoke to Martin Canning, and the interview's been broadcast a few times in the show. The night at Perth that his father was involved in the confrontation with the Hamilton supporters. And since then, it's become abundantly clear. As Daz says, we've never known as many Aki's fans phoning the show as we've had in the last two, two and a half weeks. It's abundantly clear that they want Martin Canning out. Now, you tend to find, as Martin. Alan Maitland hinted in his, his interview at the top of the show Once you lose the fans It's almost inevitable that the board acts and gets rid of the manager If that's still what Hamilton Ackies As a club and as a fan base want to do That's fine The point I've made is for you know, What do Hamilton Ackies supporters expect? I heard a guy in the show last week saying they should be in the top six No they shouldn't you know, they I don't, don't they, should be in the top six No I'm not saying you said Another Hamilton fan Colin said the other day Now it's one of the old ones where the fans want their team to be, you know, you almost get the impression Hamilton fans would be happier if they were second or third in the championship and winning more games and fighting for promotion. Even if they didn't get that promotion, you know, they, they were winning more games, they were I seeing would, I more would goals. I with that simply because of the fact they've spent too many years in the lower leagues, and that was because they've had bad ownership. Apart from one period, and when I've been supporting the club, they've had terrible owners. When you look at the ground, people criticise the ground. The club took in nearly eight million pounds, and we were left with six hundred and fifty thousand pounds to build a stadium. That's why there's only two stands. But nothing, nobody ever says that. And I'm not going to say where the money went, but I think you guys, you know the background, you know where the money went. That's why we've got the stadium. We've got all these things. All, all come back to why the, the support isn't as big as it should be. There wasn't ambition there for many years. Uh, Colin, you make a good case. Colin, you make a good case when you talk about you know St Johnston, and I get that from fans. You're going to look at St Johnston and say, well, you know what, they're not much bigger than us, and and, and they seem to punch above their weight, and, and they achieve things that we haven't. To balance this out, though, what about all the other clubs that do have a bigger budget than Hamilton and aren't even in the top flight? What about Ross County? What about Dundee United? What about Inverness? What about Partick Thistle? All teams that have been relegated, something that Hamilton Ackies have managed to survive. Does that not show the other side of it? And it survived because they've got a good youth policy. And that, that's one of the reasons why they've got rid of Cannon, because he's, he's not willing to give some of these young guys a chance. We, we, we reeled off a lot of names there, Colin, including the young lad Regan Mimno, who made his debut at Parkhead at the weekend. You know, young Lewis Smith's been in and out of the first team this season. Stephen Boyd's been in and out and got a new contract. Scott McMahon, Sean Want, play, players like that. Now, that's half a dozen lads just off the top of my head. H- how many do you want to see put in? Because da- Daz is a football man, I'm just a journalist. Daz will be able to tell you if you throw seven or eight or nine teenagers. Into any team in the Scottish Premiership together, they'll be eaten alive. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think Col- the, the thing that interests me is, as a manager, at the beginning of the season, you'll sit down with the, the board of directors and who's in charge, and you'll say, right, what we're we looking for this season, and they'll go over a list of things. Now, what was really interesting, Martin Cannon came out and said his remit was to keep the team in the Premier League, and Roger's right. If it finishes you now. He's achieved that 
But I think what's happened, just things have went from bad to worse with the defeats and you start giving it the old football cliches. He's lost the dressing room. He's not playing the youths. He's not doing this. He's signings. His style of football. You can call and hold on. I know that the Hamilton Ackies fans pay their their hard earned cash, and they're entitled to that. That's they're entitled to sit and say no, not happy with that. I just feel that sometimes it's a very difficult job. I would have rather seen Martin Cannon given to the end of the season. And then made a decision on his, his future from there. Who, who but you, Hamilton have decided, no, we can't who, take that risk. Who but that doesn't like, guarantee him. You're, you're right, that Colin. As a fan, who would you like to see get the job? Because the club's had a recent history of internal appointments. But I get the impression from Alan Maitland today, he's going to look outside the club. It's not going to be a Guillaume Boozelin, a George Cairns, a Dougie Emery, anyone like that. A name I would, I would say, and a lot of people are talking about, is Jim Goodwin, who's doing a good job at our part-time team in the Championship. He's got, he's installed a fighting spirit in that team. He's he's played for Aki's as well, and more to the point, I think he's a guy, because he's been in the lower leagues, there would no players at that level who are good enough to step up. You just, uh, what you've got to now look at is you, Jim Goodwin, is doing a terrific job you've got to say with a part time side punching above his weight um, um, I would like to see I think Jim will go further in the game uh, but you just wonder that sometimes now you look at the title head coach which, tell, which tells me that the coach is only going to be the coach simple as that now some, Alan, some guys Alan McGon- McGonigal is going to be the director of football that's right, isn't it, Roger? So that's why the, the head coach. I know, I know Alan very, very well. Um, now, what happens there is the the head coach gets it, gives it, gets the players. He's got to put them into a team. He's got to get them winning games. If it doesn't, if it doesn't happen for him, he's the one that takes the blame. But that's the way forward. And that's what I'm saying. Some some guys get into that position will think, no, I'd rather yeah. die with my own sword than die I, with somebody else. I think there are good people in there. You know, Alan Maitland. Oh, he's a great lad. Alan. Good. Alan McGonigal, good guy. George Cairns, who runs the youth setup, absolutely terrific job he's done in there. So there's a good structure there. But it'll be fascinating mm. to see who gets this new head coach position. Crawford Brown on Twitter says the Canning decision baffles me. He always defied the odds and did what Aki's asked of him. Um, but Stephen Donachie says change was required. The last eighteen months have been awful. I'm now looking forward to the future, whether it's the Prem or the Championship under a new management team. I urge all Aki's fans to get to New Douglas Park on Saturday. It's 0141-951-1025 to have your say on this and anything else. Uh, we're going to hear from Stephen Gerrard, the Rangers boss, after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Gordon Deal and Roger Hanna are here. Give us a call or tweet at Clyde SSB. Lots of opinions coming in on Martin Canning. William Donachie says Canning would have taken us down. So even if we do finish below 10th, the blame will be on him as well. At least with the new gaffer, relegated or not, he'll have our backing. We just want to see a team trying to play football instead of Route 1 hoofball. And David says, come the start of next season, I think Aki's might be regretting today's decision. To sack the manager We're going to hear from Rangers boss Stephen Gerrard But still got calls coming in um, On Martin Canning So let's take one more Craig is in Falkirk Hi Craig Hello What's your take on this Craig? You're a Falkirk fan So you're, you're sort of looking at it From the outside What do you make of it? Yeah looking at it from the outside um, Obviously a few years ago um, We sacked Peter Houston After a couple of good seasons Splitting Rangers and Hibs 
then the following season we split Hibs and Dundee United and then when we started Peter Houston it kind of divided our fan base and looking back maybe it wasn't the right call because we've now had two managers about 20 odd players um, and we're at the bottom of the championship um, so it's not always um, the grass is always greener shall we say yeah, that's something you hear a lot in these well, situations and it's, it's a very good point that Craig makes And it's particularly pertinent in this season of all seasons Because the two sides that are down with Hamilton At the bottom of the Premiership table St Mirren and Dundee Both sacked their managers early They both hope to get that new manager bounce And neither of them have Oren Kearney in at St Mirren Jim McIntyre in at Dundee And neither of them have been able to pull away They're still in the two relegation places Craig's team sacked Paul Hartley Brought in Ray McKinnon Back to bottom of the league Patrick Thistle sacked Alan Archibald Brought in Gary Caldwell Didn't get the kick They might be getting it now They've had back-to-back home wins The last couple of weeks Thistle So it might be a sort of Delayed new manager bounce If you like But that's evidence As Craig points out That sometimes you sack a manager Thinking that the new guy Is going to be better And the new guy isn't any better Funnily enough You mentioned Paul Hartley One of the mm. names in the frame We believe for the, for the Hamilton job Certainly I mean I know it's early days But yeah, there'll be a few names uh, getting branded about, Gordon. Uh, guys desperate to get back in full-time in the top league so far uh, to the end of the season, see where it takes them. Um, but Alan Maitland's been in the game. He knows the game. Um, he, he just doesn't... It's not knee-jerk reaction from him. He must have had a feeling with the board, must have been speaking to Martin and just decided, look, you know, with the fans getting on your back as well. I know we like it, as I remember... Years ago at Air United that happened to me and I was very fortunate about, you know, I stuck with it and three months later I was going to Hamden and we got finals and everything. But it can go against you and it's a lonely place I dug out when you're losing week in, week out and you're hearing the shouts from a couple of hundred people, you know, it gets personal. So sometimes you look and think, maybe it's the best thing for me to leave a club. It's interesting, Craig, because the Hamilton Ackies fan who was on and many on Twitter, they are sort of looking at teams like... St Johnson and saying Why can't we be like them I suppose as a Falkirk fan You would be looking at Hamilton Ackies And saying If they can be in the top league Why can't we Yeah That is exactly it You look at many teams In the top fight uh, And there's many teams In the championship Who are like Falkirk They think Why can't we be in the In the Premiership There's probably There's probably six Seven teams Who've got a budget Probably bigger than Hamilton Who are in the championship Um, But They will be They'll probably be delegated If they appoint Paul Hartley Are you Going back to your own Situation Your own club's current situation Are you Worried for Falkirk I saw Partick Thistle At the weekend For Super Scoreboard When they beat Queen of the South To go above your team And you drew with Inverness Is it a genuine worry For Falkirk That you could go down? Um, It's more of a worry This season Than it was um, Last season Um, Hartley signed Far too many players Right away Um, He had a good necklace at the end of last season But he got rid of all of them Signed a lot of people from England That we never heard of They weren't good enough um, Ray McKinnon's obviously brought in A lot of players this window So it'll take time On Saturday If I'd played that game Earlier in the season Where I got beaten um, So I suppose it's A bit of a, a positive mm-hmm. to take That we've got a draw On Saturday Rather than defeat 
Alright thank you to Craig Giving a, a Falkirk fan's perspective And that's why I think this story is fascinating Because fans of every team in the country Are on Twitter You know Giving their uh, Take Logan Downey's on He says Hamilton fans set their experti- expectations far too high They'll never understand Sacking someone who's avoided relegation more than once At the club um, I'm sure we'll get back to that As the show goes on So give us your thoughts So 141 Let's hear from Stephen Gerrard though He's, uh, He says he won't make a schoolboy error And that would be using the prospect Of a return trip to Comarnock As part of his Scottish Cup preparations They have to play Cowdenbeath first The reward would be a trip to Rugby Park um, So Stephen Gerrard won't be looking too far ahead It's another important um, game um, It's a it's a target for us That we want to we wanna go and compete for, for, for this Cup um, You know, And if we want the the so-called glamorous ties further down the line at, at Hamden, we, we have to go to places like Cowden Beef and Deliver. The focus is, is Cowden Beef. As I say, we're very respectful of them. Um, and their manager, I'm sure he's going to have a, a game plan that will make it complicated for us. So um, I think that'd be a school by error to focus on the next round before you've, you've, you've faced Cowden Beef. Now he's not expecting too many changes to the squad before Thursday's deadline Defoe and Davis already in of course Jordan Jones and Glenn Kamara on those pre-contracts um, Matt Polster is on the verge of signing um, And of course there will be some heading out on loan as well That could be announced uh, at any time um, I think he's, he's travelled to France to get the work permit application complete um, So that will be announced um, maybe today, maybe tomorrow um, but we're confident that one will happen. Uh, besides that, there's nothing really else to, to say. Young Jordan Rossiter, there's a good, strong possibility he could go out on loan. He's speaking to um, a couple of different clubs and um, hopefully we can get him out for, for the boys' sake to go and play and uh, get regular games. You know, He's missed a lot of football, so um, I'm hoping to, to find the right solution for Jordan to go and get more game time. Um, so that could be announced in the coming days um, I don't expect anyone else to, to go anywhere Interesting to see where Jordan Rossiter ends up I've always had in the back of my mind That he could maybe end up at Dundee With Glenn Kamara arriving early at Rangers That's just, you know, I've, I've nothing at all to base that on But Dundee might be a good place for Rossiter He's a decent player, you've seen it in flashes You remember the goalie scored at Easter Road last season He's still only 21, Stephen Gerrard pointed out he needs games desperately And he needs games at you know, a reasonably high level So if he could get games in the Scottish Premiership For a team like Dundee I don't think that would be a, a you know a bad resolution To these problems at the minute What about this Cowden Beath game Gordon Because Defoe and Davis arrive Much fanfare We'd have talked about them in the show for days and days um, The Commandment game doesn't go to plan They then don't start against Livingston And that game does go to plan and all of a sudden we've got fans saying, yeah, that's it. We, you know, we need to stick with with the, the, the team that, that beat Celtic almost, the team that beat Livingston. And the phone Davis will have to wait. Do you yeah, go along I, with that or disagree? Yeah, I, I thought it was the wrong call because after the Celtic uh, performance and result, I was very surprised they made the changes so quickly. But you bring two players up of the quality of Davis and Defoe and the experience that they've got and obviously the, the, the money as well that are on. So you try and get them in very quickly Gordon no disrespect to Cowdenbeath I think tomorrow night especially after a, uh, the game on Sunday against Livingston on the surface I think it would be a great opportunity if you can't put 
Davison, Defoe and a team to beat Cowden Beath Then there's something wrong So, so you, th- you think they come in for tomorrow night? I think they should, yeah I think they could yeah, get game time under their legs as well Get us an opportunity they, You expect Rangers to win that And I'm not being disrespectful But I think Rangers will win that comfortably Alan and Drumchapel, what do you think? Uh, I, I think they should just keep to what they did, they did against Livingston the other day Because it's, they're changing the team too much And it's, as I, I've heard before listening to it the past couple of days Saying about how it's not fair in the Crowley being like, dropped out After the, the good win against Celtic a couple of weeks But I think they should keep it the way it is But then like, maybe the way they did against Livingston right. like, Use default and Davis's substitutions because they've not really been matched fit before they came to Rangers. Yeah, Roger, what do you think? Um, I don't think Alan will be alone in, in that take. Um, I understand what he means, and I, I would tend to think that would be the team they would face St Mirren at Ibrox on Saturday. Um, I would think he would shuffle his pack again for the game at Central Park tomorrow night. I would expect Davis and Defoe to start. I would expect some of the other guys who were around the periphery at the weekend, the likes of Andy Halliday, Glenn Middleton people like that, maybe even Koulibaly to start as well because there are a lot of games for Rangers coming up and I don't disagree with Alan that the team that beat Celtic, the team that beat Livingston is maybe the team to, to take Rangers forward at the minute they deserve to stay as the team but, you know, they've got St Mirren at Ibrox on Saturday and then Petaudry next Wednesday night so maybe Cowden beats the one where there could be a degree of rotation and guys who have played a lot can maybe get the night off Yeah, I agree with that Um I think he'll be very confident to play different players, Gordon. I know that backfired the system and the the, the personnel against Kilmarnock because they, they lost the game. They went back to their, their usual at the weekend and uh, played very well and won the game comfortably. But I say against Cowden Beath tomorrow night, and Roger was saying there, they've got games coming up at Ibrox on Saturday in the league. They're, they'll probably go and beat St Mirren. And then they've got the difficult one at Petaudry. So they'll need to use the squad. And there's no point bringing up Davis and Defoe if he can't throw them in tomorrow night against Cowdenmeath. Um, Alan, talking about transfer business, only a couple of days left. Mark Polster is in the verge of signing. That could well be it. Are you happy with the business overall if, if that's the way it stays? Yes, uh, I think, uh, well, I heard it maybe, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, there was two and there was two players from that Chicago Fire. But I think, I, well, what I was told, I don't know if it's true, that one of the players from that Chicago Fire was supposed to be coming to Rangers at first and then switch to Celtic. Yeah, this, this, is, a, this is a young fullback called Andrew Goodman, but I think actually that he was going to sign for Celtic. I think it's taken a slight hitch. There's talk of problems with a work permit I think they're hoping to iron out between now and Thursday night when the window closes so he's not quite a Celtic player yet I'm not sure he'll become a Celtic player I would expect Polster to become a Rangers player though. Uh, Gordon we can be quite selfish about this uh, We all like sort of last minute drama And teams scrambling around and getting things done mm-hmm. It's easy for us to say uh, It doesn't look like there will be much of that at Rangers No I think they went in and done their business early Gordon And I think they're quite happy with what they've got um, as I say, you look at the squads and you've got players there that you're looking tomorrow night. Even guys like Middleton and players like that can come in and play in the wide areas. You've got Defoe, you've got Davis, you've got there's a there's a big um, there's a big squad there, and everyone needs to get used. I think it's a great opportunity for Stephen Gerrard to use them tomorrow night, get some get some game time in their legs because uh, they have got a lot of important games coming up. And Celtic's the same, as I said earlier. 
Um, so no, I don't expect too much to be done, but someone might just throw in a curveball. And Roger, what is the latest as far as you understand it regarding Glenn Kamara? Because it would be another midfielder in, and and we're even hearing you know Graham Doran's back training yeah, and, and uh, back part uh, of the uh, equation. Well, listen, Kamara's going to come in sooner or later, isn't he? I mean, at the very latest, he'll be in in the summer. Um, these pre-contract things, I always think you're better getting them in as quickly as you possibly can. So I would understand why they want Glenn Kamara in. If you look long term Lasana Koulibaly He's only on loan To the end of the season Perhaps he'll go back To Angers In League 1 in France um, Ryan Jack's just signed A new long term deal He'll be there um, You would think The likes of Arfield Will be there McCrory will be there Andy Halliday Will still be there As you say Doran's coming back I think the Angels fans Would like to think Stephen Davis would be there Beyond the summer So There'll certainly be plenty mm. of options in that central midfield area for Stephen Jenner. 0141 That's the number you need to have your say. So let's hear from you and we'll do it after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. A team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are here Give us a call or send us a tweet At Clyde SSB um, Most of the tweets coming in I must say are about Martin Canning Val says the style of play coming through the youth academy Is the opposite from Canning's style So when the youth is promoted They play in a team uh, that doesn't play the way they're used to At Clyde SSB 01419511025 in the phones um, Of course Roger we have we have games tonight We have important games yeah, we Scottish do. Cup. Yep, and and in the championship as well. United could go back up to the top with Ross County if they can win at home to Inverness Cali Thistle tonight. Much past a pitching inspection at Somerset earlier on, and two cup replays. I saw Queen of the South for Super Scoreboard at the weekend when they lost at Partick Thistle. Big big game for them tonight at home to Dundee. Uh, Gary Smith feels they could have won the original game at Dens Park. They didn't. They've got the replay tonight. The winner of which will take on the winner of the other replay tonight Stenhouse Muir against Aberdeen Aberdeen caught out badly with that late Mark McGuigan goal at Petaudry You would expect Aberdeen to get through No more slip-ups like they had in 95 against Stenny That would be a home tie against either Queens or Dundee Yeah, I mean, it's Derek McInnes would be disappointed even got to this stage, Gordon And with it being at Stenhouse Muir, there's a there's a real banana skin element to that one Yeah it's one more game that he didn't really want Gordon And probably didn't see coming But all credit to Stenhouse Muir It was a, it was a shock result you've got to say Especially when Aberdeen go 1-0 up You think it's just a case of how many And they would cruise into the next round But Stenny had uh, different ideas And it's not the greatest place in the world To go mm. on a cold Tuesday night and play So Aberdeen players will need to go with the right mindset John's a Celtic fan in Greenock Hi John Right, boys, uh, can I speak to Gordon? Oh, he's listening. Hi, John. It's about the story in the back of Sunday, the boy for Leicester could about the rest of the season. I think that's a, a massive blow for Celtic if that's going to happen. Now, we're getting, if he's going back, we've got Nabi Yata, he's out for a couple of weeks. I don't think he's going to be here either come the summer. So that's only going to lose the boy Henry, Arja, the big boy for the Bundesliga, he's not going to game, he's only played half an hour and he's on 35 grand a week. And who's the other boy there? Uh, Saminovic and Beaton are both there I think we need a centre-half right away Instead of a left-back That's my point tonight, mate Well, yeah, I would agree that uh, Benkovic is out for the rest of the year I think that'd be a massive blow well, Roger, it's your newspaper So maybe you should mm. give us a bit of clarity on that one And, and then Gordon can analyse it for us Yeah, he seemed to get a hump very late in the game Against Hamilton at the weekend Completed the game, came off um, Has received initial treatment for this injury I think the fears Ah, he could miss up to the end of the season um, There is still hope there I think he's got more scans to go for 
Um, he is hopeful. I believe the absence would be shorter. How much shorter, we don't know. Um, we won't get a bulletin in the update until Brendan Rodgers speaks prior to the game against St. Johnson tomorrow night. Um, but at best, he will be out for several weeks, we understand. Um, which would be a setback, as John says, at a time Bayat is injured, Kieran Tierney is obviously injured and hasn't returned to training yet. So Celtic could be going in to the second half of the season, missing three of their first choice back four for a period. Yeah, and I think that's a big worry for them. Uh, Benkovic is probably their best centre-back. He's been absolutely terrific. You put him above Boyata? Uh, yeah, just slightly, yeah. Gordon. Uh, I like Boyata. I know a lot of people always talk about the mistakes he makes, but I think he's a very good centre-back. When he concentrates, I think he's a very difficult centre-half to play against, and I think he's got everything in his locker. But Benkovic, I think, has just settled in there. Uh, looked good on Saturday I'm surprised when I, I read the papers Because I was watching them coming off It wasn't like the medical staff were on Worrying about him uh, So obviously something's flared up When he's getting in the dressing room And I think that would be a big concern For Brendan Rodgers The left back position I know what they're saying Kieran Tierney I still think in a back four Is a Geary can do you all day long John what do you think? As I see you Bob, if, if, if he's going back to Leicester and I think Bayata's going. It's going to lay you with a boy. Is it Cropper? Is that you call it? Comper. Comper. John, John, let me tell you, there's more chance of me playing centre half in the second half of the season than there is Marvin Comper. I think if no one else comes in by Thursday night, you know, Bayata's only a short term injury. He will be back. Saminovic is there. Christopher Ager is there, as you say. There's also Jack Henry there. And, and near Beaton is a player Brendan Rodgers likes. Brendan Rodgers went on record in Dubai during the winter break saying how pleased he was that Beaton was over his injury worries. He was out for 10 or 11 months and he came on at the weekend, slotted into his old midfield role but I know Brendan Rodgers trusts him at centre-back so don't be surprised to see Beaton at centre-back. I mean, Jack, Jack Henry's obviously fallen out the picture at the moment. Would an injury to Benkovic change the possibility of Henry heading out on loan? Because that's something that's been I, I spoken think, about That could be a possibility to, Would that, uh, yeah, would that change things? Yeah it's got to because All you need is one more injury again And you've left yourself really short yeah. So forget putting the lad out on loan You've got to protect yourself Adger for instance I thought he played very well He had a terrific tackle in the second half um, But I just think that You know Roger was saying there about Beaton And it's great to see him back He's been out a long time Yes he's played at centre half but I think it's, di it's different this season. I think there's teams now breathing down Celtic's neck. I think the two seasons gone, Celtic could afford to play guys like Beaton at centre-half and still go and win the league. I don't think that would and be the case. Is, is it beyond the realms of possibility? Someone could come in with a bid for Dedrick Boyata between now and Thursday night as well. Uh, no, not at all. But I would be very surprised if Celtic let him go, especially with the situation with Benkovic. Um, you've got to make sure that as much as Celtic, especially at home, they're going to have all the all the ball against most of the sides. But when they go away from home, that's where their troubles have been. Mm. Defensively, they've got to be trying to be solid. I think that's that, that's a big loss for Celtic. I think they'll need to look at that. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Thanks to John in Greenock. James is an Aki's fan from Hamilton. What's your take on today's big news, James? Hi guys, how you doing? Hi, James. good. Thanks. Hi, um, I'm pretty uh, happy. Sorry, my phone just went there. All right, we've got you. Yep, we've got you, James. You're oh, pretty sorry, happy. Sorry. Yeah, um, I've been an Aki's fan for uh, 30 years now, so I've kind of seen the, the highs and, and the lows. Um, 
with Martin Canning, the big thing for me was the, the style of football. Now, a lot of fans have like chirped in and said, obviously, it's a, a shoestring budget, etc. However, um, some uh, articles uh, around December time actually showed that uh, Martin Canning's wage budget is the ninth highest in the league. So that kind of doesn't cut it as an excuse. Um, in the past two years, he's made 30 signings. And perhaps about three or four have actually went on to make any kind of significant impact for the Hamilton team. Um, I mean, I don't fully blame Martin Canning for taking the position because obviously he was presented with the opportunity to further his career. Um, but lightning doesn't always strike twice. Alec Neal was a bit of an anomaly, in my opinion. Uh, Martin Canning should have been given the opportunity to become a coach first and then maybe take over as manager whilst being guided by someone more experienced. Um I don't know. How do you guys feel about that? <laughs> I mean, Roger, I remember seeing that the the report that James mentions at the Times, and depending on what you read, that you get a different take yeah. on on whose budget's what. So let's say that is true. Say Aki's have the ninth highest budget in the league. They're tenth in the league. Is that yeah? That that's where people would say is that enough for a man to lose his job over? Yeah, and listen, James speaks for the majority of Hamilton fans. We've found that out, Gordon, in the last two and a half weeks, night after night. We've had Aki's supporters coming on to the show just to say similar things to what James is saying: style of play, lack of goals, um, what they believe to be a disjoin between the youth system and the first team. Although I'm not sure I buy into that, but I'll just turn it back to James as we have been turning it back to Hamilton fans. Point one, James. Where, where do you think Aki's should be? And point two, with a blank canvas today, who would you like to see as the new head coach? Um, I mean, if obviously going by budget-wise, I don't think we should really be accepting mediocre football and just praying that other teams have worse seasons than we do uh, because that's kind of been what's, what's been happening the past couple of seasons. He's, in, he's been in decline, uh, not only from a points basis every season, but from a performance basis. And you can see that the, the youth that were brought through and sold on, I, I don't blame them for grasping an opportunity to go elsewhere because I'd want to be playing better football than what they're currently being surrounded with at Hamilton. Um, even if you look at the stands, um, I've, I've been a season ticket holder for, for many a year and it's they're empty. We already have a tiny support, uh, but unattractive football and struggling at the bottom te- end of a table, it's just it's... It's really unattractive not only for long-term fans, but what hope have you got for attracting teenagers? And how long you see that kind of football? Hope, you know, hope, who would you like to bring in? If you're in Chelsea, put yourself in Alan Maitland's shoes tonight. Who would you go for to replace Martin Canning that that would tick all the boxes that the fans want to see ticked? From what I've seen, that the person I agreed with would be Jim Goodwin. Um, I'm not sure how his uh, relationship is with Alan. Um after he left. Obviously, he was. He said some disparaging comments about Aki's, uh, but he's he certainly got the experience. He, he knows what it's like to to win games and also operate on a on a smaller budget. Um, I'm I'm quite happy for for Bleslin to take over for the end of the season, and then hopefully they could start for for next season, still in the the top division, but with a, a more experienced manager in place. All right, thank you to James and Hamilton. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. It is time for Beat the Pundit. Roger Hanna's second game on minus one, remember. 
His unbeaten run has gone on too long So he starts on minus one Gordon DL has no such problems He starts on zero He might even start on plus one Depending on how I'm feeling Either way If you want to take them on tonight 0141 951 1025 Come on here Show off your knowledge And win a signed ball Simple as that Beat the pundits coming up So you need to be quick Give us a call Before the news At seven o'clock Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors A team that gets results every week Talk to Thompson's.com Into the second hour of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Waiting on your calls are Roger Hanna and Gordon DL Have we decided yet what is it? Papa, Grandpa, Grandad You're in your rival today Have we settled on a, a name? I don't know if I could get down that road Gordon no. I'm not at that age yet Grandad's <laughs> Grandaz I like oh, it ah, yeah, There we go That's a tabloid man there uh, Right We're going to hear from Celtic's goalkeeper I mean he's, he's number one At the moment I guess you would have to say Scott Bain uh, Give us your thoughts On whether he can stay there We'll hear from him after this Beat the pundit With goals in the Scottish Sun The SPFL and EPL Latest every Monday Wednesday and Saturday Beat the pundit And episode 2 Of Roger Hanna Starting on minus 1 It's all very exciting Roger Hanna You were saying You've been stopped Numerous times in the street About this since last week Yes And uh, everyone I've spoken to Says how unfair it is Fuck away the, Don't give me it They've urged me, they've urged me To put out a football club Like statement No that's the last thing we need Right anyway It might not come into play tonight It might be Gordon DL But one of them Is going to be up against James from Ridry How are you James? I'm good thank you You ever played before? No, never oh, right. I've called a couple of times but <laughs> Well, let's tell you what It's a brave man that phones in their f- for their first shot on a Tuesday night Roger Hannes here. I know, but, but, tell me about it Was it the minus one? Did that, did that pull you in? Is it like a special offer we've got on? I know, the man knows his stuff I know that much right, well, Listen, we, it could be the Dazlan he, 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 he might have been distracted today by the new family news, James That's true we, we, Well, Daz kind of knows his stuff Kids on doesn't he? You're right, you're right, James I like you <laughs> He's paid you to say that, right uh, Heads, it's going to be Roger Hannes Tails, it will be Gordon DL and it was tails. No, it was. It was. It was. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he does it was. I just dropped it right, this time. Let's it see. Was. I'm witnessing. Heads. What is that? Tails See it's got a big <laughs> Honestly Even t- t- twice in a row I'm good at that Making Best it land on the tee uh, Right okay uh, I'm going to give Gordon A bit of the old Clyde 2 in his ear So he doesn't know What we're saying um, James you've never played before So the rules are quite simple You've got 30 seconds Answer as many questions As you can You can pass though That's the key alright I can pass Yes you can. can You can So you can oh, okay. you, you can pass you. And you can move on To the next one If you want alright Okay Good man Your time starts no Jason Kerr is a defender for which Scottish Premiership side? Dundee In what year did Gordon Strachan get his last cap for Scotland? Uh, 92 What nationality is Celtic's potential signing Marianne Schved? Uh, Where did Martin Canning start his playing career? Hamilton uh, Who managed Scotland between 2002 and 2004? No, you can guess one. Come on, who managed Scotland between two thousand and two and two thousand and four? You don't pass the last question. Come on, McLeish. Right, let's bring Gordon Deal back. Gordon, are you with us? Yes, I'm with right, you. Same set of questions to you. You um, ready? Yeah. Jason Kerr is a defender for which Scottish Premiership side? St Johnson. In what year did Gordon Strachan get his last cap with Scotland? Ninety-four. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what nationality is Celtic's potential signing Marianne Schved? Oh, pass, I can't remember. Where did Martin Canning start his playing career? 
party Who managed Scotland Between 2002 and 2004 2002, 2004 No idea <laughs> I can't believe you I cannot believe you Is it not easier Just to throw a former no. Scotland manager's name in there No because I the still best? didn't have any idea I'm hopeless at Oh, this must be close to a tiebreaker. Jeez, I'll tell you what, the standard, the standard wasn't great. Uh, right, Remember, let, I've not really been out and about in the last two days. In the last 20 years, <laughs> by the looks of it. Right, let's go through them. Jason Kerr's a defender for which Scottish Premiership side? It's St Johnson. You got off to a good start. He signed a new deal today. He's in the news. Well done. 1 0 to Gordon DL. In what year did Gordon Strachan get his last cap with Scotland? Was that a guess, James? Oh no Because yeah. you nailed it 1992 Gordon said oh. 1994 uh, So it was one all After two questions um, What nationality Is Celtic's potential Signing Marianne Shvedi's Ukrainian None of you got that right Martin Canning Started his playing career At Ross County None of you oh, got so that right Oh so he did so it was, went to Partick. It's one all Heading to the final question oh, no, I, hate uh, I don't think he did Go to Partick by the way But anyway <laughs> no, I just made that up so all comes down to this Who managed Scotland Between 2002 and 2004 You said Nothing So you certainly I can't get it right I still would say nothing James had similar he struggles he, oh. he eventually went for Alex McLeish The answer Is Bertie Bertie votes Vosprung Dirk technique Oh I still wouldn't have got that Honestly so, uh, Ask me that to, uh, on Thursday And I still won't get it So Remarkably After one, six one. questions it finished 1-1 one, one. <laughs> Sometimes they're the best games you uh, know. So we're going to get to the tiebreaker uh, James here's the deal I don't want to worry you Dan's But your new granddaughter will get three <laughs> uh, James I'm going to read the question I'll get Gordon DL to write his answer down oh, And I'll no. then invite you uh, To give me your attempt Okay oh, no. Okay Right the question is this In what year did Part oh, no. <laughs> Sorry, I've not even finished I've not even started the question He's now just making random noises In what year did Partick Thistle beat Rangers 1-0 To claim their only Scottish Cup final victory? Gordon DL, if you could write your answer down please In what year did Partick Thistle beat Rangers 1-0 To claim their only Scottish Cup final victory? Uh, okay, don't go, go for it 2004 Ooh, Right, you're miles apart Because you've gone 2004 Gordon Dale's gone 1962 And I can't believe He's going to win it on this Because the answer's 1921 So you're both oh, miles away no, no. But Gordon's just a good bit closer Hard lines James <laughs> Easy Easy <laughs> Thank you That was James and Ridry You can give it a, a second bite It's of the a wee unfair Because Hugh Keevan's match report From the games behind Daz on the wall here I can't believe you're coming out in 1920 Well it's a tiebreaker We need something to separate you Especially after that classic Do you know why I went 62? Why? When I was born <laughs> <laughs> What a day for you eh A new grandchild And a stunning victory uh, On yeah, Beat the Pundit Still undefeated Since, since three, only three lost, weeks ago I've Since only lost defeat. one I've only lost one What this year? Yeah one yeah, this no, year And yeah. two the Full <laughs> calendar year <laughs> Still January Still January And he's bragging About having only lost one Right okay Back to the football Because that was That was murder I'm going to lie That wasn't a good Dirty votes could you not even get I mean even if you had got it wrong But you had gone for Walter Smith Maybe even Alex I'd understand that But to not even be able to come up with anything I was I was struggling with Bertie Votes I wouldn't have got Bertie Votes I didn't think James was very good either So he didn't really <laughs> pull the best out of me Right it's 01419511025 To have your say Let's hear from Scott Bain shall we He's 
in goal for Celtic at the moment He says he's been surprised at starting the last three games Simply wants to grab every opportunity he's given He says it's not vital that the Hoops have an established number one But he says he's happy to share the responsibility I think so, yeah Craig's always played to the, the highest standard that you can imagine So it's, it's been a surprise to get games But um, I think when I've come in I've done well enough to show that I'm capable of playing at this club like I've done before, I've took it game by game and I'll just continue to do that. We're both experienced enough to, for the manager to say you're going to play and, or you're not going to play. You don't need that much time and preparation to, to be ready for the game. We, we prepare every week as, as we're going to play anyway, so um, I don't think there needs to be a, a clarification on it. But this club, it's, the manager obviously demands highly of, of the goalkeepers and their ability with the ball at his feet but as I said with, with clean sheets it's it's all about the players outfield if, if they're making the runs into the right positions then it's an easy game for you it's an easy pass for you so I think it's not just on myself it's on everyone and we all know our job so it's it's pretty easy Where do you sit on this one? Because he's he's been in the last three games on one hand you could say well they are so-called easier fixtures he's not had a lot to do but he actually he did they pulled off some, some great saves in was that the Airdrie, Airdrie game yeah I don't know can you see it changing it, back anytime soon it absolutely fascinates me Gordon because um, it didn't surprise me when Scott Bain started the Airdrie game the first game after the winter break he's tended to be Brendan Rodgers cup keeper if you remember he played all the Betfred cup games including the final win against Aberdeen so when he was picked for Airdrie yeah fair enough I think no one was surprised to have retained the gloves for the first two league games as a surprise because Craig Gordon hasn't exactly been chucking them in you could argue Craig Gordon's best performance of the season was directly before the winter break in the game at Ibrox he was outstanding for Celtic so I'm not quite sure what's going on um, it will be fascinating to see what happens in the next couple of weeks because St Johnson home and away over the next four or five days and then suddenly Celtic are building towards Valencia and a very big Europa League game. Is Scott Bain now first choice? Yeah, it's a bit surprising because Roger's right. I was at um, Ibrox and I thought Craig Gordon was a big difference from the score just being 1-0. Um, totally agree. Uh, Airdrie Cup game, yeah, and he pulled off a, a, a few good saves. I think the big difference with Scott Bain, and I think a lot of Celtic fans notice it as well, he's better with the ball at his feet. Is he better than Craig Gordon at stopping the ball going in the back of the net? In my opinion, just now, no. But he's better with the ball at his feet. And when you're at Celtic Park and you look at St Mirren and you look at Hamilton, for instance, on Saturday, the goalkeeper's not really involved a lot. The only time he's really involved is when the ball goes back to him and he's got to play it out to full-backs. And maybe Brendan Rodgers is just looking at that and then he's got to bring in Greg Gordon. I would still say Greg Gordon, in my opinion, is still the number so one goalkeeper if, if so far. if that's the case, and I tend to agree with you, if it's the case that Craig Gordon is still the number one goalkeeper and we're going to say that Craig Gordon is going to play the games against Valencia in big games... Surely Craig Gordon's going to be rusty for some of those big games If he's not playing week in, week out Yeah, and I would probably I would agree with that, Roger uh, But he's an experienced goalkeeper um, He'll be working very hard day in, day out On the training as well um, So it's Brendan Rodgers' call And it might just be the case That Brendan Rodgers might just say He's got Bain now mm. Look, you're in pole position Keep the jersey if you want it if, if you keep playing the way you're playing Because he's, he's done nothing wrong In the three games um, It might just be his jersey to keep But if I was playing a cup final tomorrow then And I had to pick 
one out of two goalkeepers. My opinion would be Craig Gordon. The Scott Baines a cup keeper. <laughs> That's a good point I'm not having a good night <laughs> Listen What we will say It's a great position For Brendan Rodgers to be in Because they're two Outstanding goalkeepers For me they're two of the Three best goalkeepers In the country This won't be the last time We ask this question This season Because clearly With every game that passes And when so called Big games Approach on the horizon We'll ask it again But as it stands right now Craig Gordon Or Scott Bain What do you think 0141 David's a Celtic fan In Hillington What's your take on that debate David uh, well, I'll, I'll answer that first I've got another point But yeah, I, I think we're fun of diamonds It's got been to be perfectly honest I, I don't think that. I, I think No panic but bottom But I think we needed backup When we got him And he was He's freed by Dundee Whatever it happened Was it Dundee? Yes. Um, and um, I think we've got a diamond I, I really do I think He could be on the verge Of being a Celtic goalkeeper For a number of years Craig Gordon Is a stunning I think he's the best goalkeeper I've seen at Celtic Park I'm 40 I don't think I've seen a better goalkeeper for Celtic than Craig Gordon. But uh, he, he is a few years older than Scott Bain. Maybe he needs a bit of a rest. Um, and that's just been his luck. He, he's, he was kind of unlucky with the Scotland thing when Alex McLeish came back and, and McGregor took it back. There's a sheet of paper between McGregor and Bain and um, Gordon for me. So I think Celtic are really lucky. Mm. I would have no problem with Scott Bain doing anything for this David makes an interesting point And we are getting ahead of ourselves But you're allowed to do that If Scott Bain was to establish himself As Celtic's proper number one Goodness knows how long He he may hold that position for He he was signed in quite Bizarre circumstances Roger His career up until that point He had his difficulties With Neil McCann He's on loan at Hibs Remember didn't he turn up To to sign for Celtic In his Hibs tracksuit Because he was eating His pre-match meal (laughs) Ahead of a Hibs game It was one of the most bizarre you hear a swap deal I think there's a swap deal This afternoon With Stephen Anderson Going to Partick Thistle And Niall Keown Going to St Johnson This was a A triple swap deal If you like Because Bain went from Dundee to Celtic Via a short loan at Hibs I think did Scott Allen Not go from Celtic To Hibs And Simon Murray Went from Hibs To Dundee Yeah and Scott as, Allen as Had part been of all of this. Scott Allen Had been on loan At Dundee He had been at Dundee yeah. Earlier <laughs> in the season as well I mean it was absolutely You needed a slide and compass To understand what was going on You should see the but look Of Gordon Dale's face I, Right I, now by I, the way A year on Let me tell you Celtic got by far and away The best of the deal Because Scott Allen Has hardly kicked a ball In the first half of this season Has now signed a pre-contract To go back to Hibs not sure who his coach will be next season, but he's signed a pre-contract anyway. And Simon Murray's now playing in the South African League. So Celtic, as David says, have got by far and away the best of that triple deal. Uh, I mean, Steve, Stephen is on Twitter. He says, Gordon caused a large amount of the chances that Rangers got in December. Bain hasn't conceded a goal in about 10 games. He has to stay number one. I guess that comes back to the distribution. So so Gordon was good when it, when it got to him and he had mm-hmm. to keep it out of the net. Um but, but perhaps his distribution was part of Celtic's undoing. Well, I did, I, I did say that. I think that everyone recognises just now that Bain is better with the ball at his feet than what Craig Gordon is. But if it's stopping the ball going in the back of the net, I'll mm. take Craig Gordon all day long just now. Bain will eventually be the number one. But I just think Craig Gordon has done nothing really wrong for me. Um, and it'll be interesting to see It's Brendan Rodgers' decision If he decides mm. to keep with Scott Bain He might do that Gordon I don't know But he's got two very is, very good goalkeepers Is it not an additional gamble as well? No, we spoke earlier on about The injury to Tierney The injury to Benkovic The injury to Boyata Temporarily Celtic stripped of three Of their first choice back four Is it not a gamble To take out the more experienced First choice goalkeeper As well as that does? Yeah, that's a good point Roger But um, I think against the Airdries and St Mirren and Hamilton at home. 
you're going to have all the possession, you'll get away with it. Um, whether he decides that when the so-called tougher games come up against the top six, he might just go with experience. David, what was your second point? Second point was we discussed earlier on about Hamilton getting rid of Martin Canning. Um, and I know the fans had turned against him, and that's hard to come back from, to be honest. But I think teams like Hamilton and there's other teams in the top division in Scotland uh, that have got unrealistic expectations of where they are and where they should be. Celtic suffer from that from our own fans when it comes to Europe as well, by the way. We, we've got this section of fans think we should be beating and dominating Europe, which just isn't possible. But there are teams who believe they, they, they should be round about the top six or challenging for trophies, and it's just no feasible. Partick Thistle got to the top six a couple of years ago, and then because they weren't immediately there right away at the start of the next season, they sacked Alan Archibald. I think that was an overreaction. It was a... a a wrong decision as it's probably proved to be these guys are, if they're finishing above the playoff they're doing well every season now again Martin Cannon might not be the most favourite for the fans and if they want to change it change it I think the other thing they were referring to was the youth policy a few years ago when Hamilton Hamilton got a great youth policy everybody knows but when they sold a couple of youth players for a few quid that's not happened for two or three years I wonder if that's annoying the fans well, we've no sold anybody for big money for a couple of years, so it must be Martin Cannon's fault. Yeah, I mean, the, just to just to correct Alan Archibald, one there was there was a relegation in between for Alan Archibald. I, I, but David's what? general point is about the you know sometimes you live to regret these decisions. Yeah, and listen, they have moved players on. I think it was only a year ago they moved on Greg Doherty to Rangers. Then in the summer moved on Lewis Ferguson to Aberdeen. Michael Devlin went to Aberdeen as well Albeit he was out of contract at the time And I think they only got a sort of peppercorn One of these development fees for him um, Same for Lewis Ferguson really It went to the, the tribunal yeah, didn't it? it ended got, up being Was it a couple hundred thousand? Yeah, something, something like that So they have been getting money in I still think that they, you know, they probably promote more youth players Than the majority of teams Look at the you know the Dundee team for instance The team they're going to play at the weekend Not too mm. many homegrown players in that Dundee side Cammy Kerr maybe um, so, so I don't think Hamilton do badly there But what was listen, it, Craig Levine This is Michael Stewart's big thing isn't it What are hearts bottom of the, the league table For minutes yeah, played by academy by graduates academy this season Yes 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 But you know I don't think Hamilton do badly yeah, I just never thought I would see the day Where the criticism of Hamilton Was that they didn't give young players a I chance I thought think that's what they were famous for I think for. it's an unfair criticism You can criticise the style of play if you want I don't think you can criticise Martin Canning's You know reliance on youth players Put through to, by George Cairns I will now be fascinated to see how this all shakes down. There's three teams isolated at the bottom of the league. Hamilton and Dundee, who go head-to-head on Saturday, and St Mirren, who go to Ibrox on Saturday. Mm. One of them, Gordon, will escape. One of them will be fine. And it could be any one of the three of them. The other two have already gambled, changed the managers in the first half of the season, didn't get the new manager bounce. I'll be fascinated Mm. to see if Hamilton get a new manager bounce and if the fans... And Alan Maitland are proved correct It's almost full time teaser time And we're going to give you a pitch update Ahead of Cowden Beath against Rangers That's coming next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims For 40 years It's that time of the night when you send a question to us And we try and catch out the pundits with it If that sounds up your street Send it over to fulltime at clyde1.com I know there's some great knowledge out there Some good questions So send them in fulltime at clyde1.com And we'll try and catch the pundits out Um, Right, tonight's question (laughs) 
I could say this every week To be fair I could just play a clip Gordon DL's going to struggle With this question I'm going to have to explain it To him a few times I'm in fire huh? um, John has sent tonight's question in uh, We're looking for 10 players okay. With the mo- With the most English Premier League appearances Whose surname Begins And ends With the same letter So we're looking for the top 10 players With the most English Premier League appearances Whose surname begin And ends With the same Letter (laughs) (laughs) Bearing in mind If you're just joining us uh, I don't know Does John get out much? I don't know where you've been If you're just joining us But on Beat the Pundit About 20 minutes ago Uh, Gordon DL got One Right So Who won? Who won? Yeah, You won won? But you still only got one right So this could be a long this evening. Could be a long. Any, any to kick us off? Mm. I'll give you a clue. You're all, you're all upwards of two hundred and thirty appearances. So we're not, we're not yeah, so you're taking talk, the you're mic. Talking here. guys, guys, we know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. So you can join in on Twitter as always. God. Ten players with the most English Premier League appearances whose surname begin and end with the same letter. Fantastic. I love it. Uh, let's speak to Colin, a Rangers fan in Coatbridge. Hi, Colin. Hi panel, how are you doing? Good Hi, evening. Colin. Hi Colin, what's on your mind First tonight? Caller. Um, listen, uh, congratulations to Gordon being a, a granddad. Thank um, you Colin. Papa G uh, sounds a bit hip and doesn't make you feel as old. <laughs> Papa, Papa G. G, that might be you one. You can open a pizza place in Motherwell. <laughs> um, Looks more like Honey G from where I'm sitting, but anyway Colin. <laughs> no, listen, my thoughts are with the Crowd and Beast game. Um, Lee Wallace, who we've not seen for a while, stuck by the club through thick and thin. Obviously, Stephen Gerrard's come out and said that he believes that he's got better players in that position. I believe Flanagan, Lee Wallace is head and shoulders above him. And Barisic, yes, he has a good player, good delivery, up and down the lines. Injury prone, no. So maybe give him a chance because he must be on decent wages and let the fans see what they think rather than Stephen Gerrard, who isn't there to see him as a player as well. So I don't know if that's coming for the board, you know, for what happened at Rangers. To actually being Stephen Gerrard's honest assessment of the player himself, what do you think? Is that a night for Lee Wallace tomorrow? Yeah. Um, well, it could be, but I don't think it will be. I think he's too far out of mm. the picture, Gordon. Um, I think he's come on at sub against Motherwell for part. St Johnston as well. St Johnston, yeah, that, yeah, that's right. Um, but apart from that, not really featured. Um, I don't know if he's really in. Stephen Gerrard's plans He t- tends to Flanagan's played there Barisic has played there Obviously he's the number one Halliday's mm. played there So uh, These guys seem to be In front of him So mm-hmm. No I'd be very surprised If Lee Wallace uh, Jogged out the tunnel tomorrow night Colin makes a good point Though Roger In that Barisic has had his injury problems and But these things can happen I'm not saying that That's anyone's fault But if, if you're Stephen Gerrard You are probably at the stage where you're you're trying to manage him and make sure that he's available for your big games. And tomorrow, yeah, d- without I, disrespecting Cowden Beef, maybe I doesn't think, come into that. I think Lee Wallace's Rangers career is over. I'll either be Barisic or Halliday, and in an emergency, mm. Flanagan between now and the end of the season. I'm not saying that's the right decision. I'm not saying it's the wrong decision. Say that again, Colin. Do you not think they should loan him out then for money for terms instead of just keeping him on the sidelines? I mean, that's what the fans need to know what's actually yeah. happening with these players that are getting to, frozen to be, out. To be fair, they'll be playing somebody else he, and get the money. Yeah, you know, I, I know what you mean, but you can only loan out a player if there's somebody willing to take him. I mean, I don't know of any of any interest in Lee Wallace from other clubs. They may well have been interested. I don't know about it. But for me, 
I know what you mean. You know, try and get him off the wage bill, try and let him kickstart his career somewhere else. I certainly don't think he's got a future at Rangers. I, I'm don't mm. say that's a right decision. I don't think it's the wrong decision. But I think that's you know fact. Are you surprised then that that, that, that hasn't happened? We spoke about Jordan Rossiter earlier on. It's quite simple. He, he's well, not he's not getting a lot of games, and he's got a lot of players in front of him. The same applies to Lee Wallace. Surely something could have because. There, there, there will be clubs out there That would have taken Lee Wallace on loan surely Lee, Lee Wallace will be Finances on Finances aside yeah, yeah. He'll be on a reasonable wage I would have thought He'll probably be on more money Considerably more money Than Jordan Rossiter I would have thought So it'll be easier to get Jordan Rossiter out on loan to a club um, To try and get him game time I'll be Again As I say I can't see Lee Wallace Playing much for Rangers Between now and end of the season If at all um, And it'll be interesting To see where he kicks Starts his career again Next season Because You know he's only 31 years of age I think Could have a good 4 or 5 years To be honest with you For a footballer anyway He's still got a few years left And he's got a decent engine As well That's why I feel He should be used Or he should be put out somewhere Or let go You know And get that money Mm. Sorted out Do you know what I mean yeah, Colin makes good points Let's think about that in the context of tomorrow's game Because remember the only reason Rangers are playing tomorrow Is the first one couldn't go ahead on the Friday night The pitch was unplayable Cowdenbeath Secretary David Allen says he's confident it will go ahead this time The weather's obviously not great But both clubs have actually helped fund a, a heated dome To cover the pitch Allen says there's been a lot of work gone into it Well, very hectic indeed We came up with a plan originally for the SFA As to how to get the game on with the traditional covers But in discussions with the SFA and eventually Rangers We went for a more sophisticated and expensive system That the two clubs uh, shared the cost for Which is basically a giant dome over the pitch With propane-based heaters So in there it's like you're in Benidorm once you're under that So that's the main thing that we've done to ensure the game's going on And the pitch is perfectly playable at the moment And it should put heat into the ground That ensures even when you take the covers off And the air temperature is below zero The pitch should remain playable It's a tremendous difference It's, uh, I mean, the grass is growing, I would think, under this In the middle of winter It's radically different from standard covers Which are just giving you a a protection This is actually putting heat into the pitch So, uh, on the pitch front I'm perfectly happy and confident that it would go ahead There's an incredible amount of work That people don't realise Certainly for a small part-time club Who don't have many employees to do all the work That this entails So it's a huge project And for it not to come to fruition on the scheduled date is a bit of a disaster and to then to have to do it all again is a tremendous amount of work and what I wouldn't want to be doing is doing it for a third time so that's where we are Colin, I don't know if you're going to the game or not but you've just heard it there from, from the horse's mouth almost it's, it's like Benidorm under that dome he says that's the type of weather you can expect in Cowdenbeath well, tomorrow presu- I presume it means a comedy programme I've <laughs> no idea <laughs> uh, Fancy that Colin? Cowdenbeath, is it a bit like Benidorm? No <laughs> Definitely not <laughs> And I've worked the markets up there So definitely not <laughs> there are, You're well placed to, to comment uh, Colin, Rangers fan in Coatbridge We thank you uh, Give us a call back anytime. This teaser uh, let, yeah. me, let me run through the question again The 10 players with the most English Premier League appearances Whose surname Begins and ends with the same letter Just the surname So um, for instance Someone's on Twitter uh, Paul Whaley has gone Robbie Fowler Nigel Martin But it's just the surname Nigel Winterburn was one I got then Just the surname However Fraser Vandal has got a few Gary Robertson's got one Hugh Moan's got a couple Tom Knox So They're motoring along Roger come on get started Uh, I think it's one of these Once we get started We shouldn't be too bad But it's it's a getting started That's the problem Mm. Dazzler I'm struggling badly here. Yeah. Because I was going down the other road. I was going down the Robbie Fowler road. 
Hold on, you mean to tell me you didn't listen to the question? Well, I never. It's been a It's been a stressful two days, Gordon. Come on. Oh, I can't believe Roger's not got any. No. I mean, especially the top one, right? This guy's got 499 English Premier League appearances. This guy's a big deal. He is a big deal with them sort of appearances. Manchester United, Liverpool. Must be a big man you. Must, must be played with Man U Come on Well he, he doesn't must have played yeah, with Man U But it's yeah, not a bad yeah, I'll Man give U. you a wee nudge in the right direction oh, It's Man U It's not a bad place to start 400 odd games 500 odd games He's 500. only one short yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just putting the kettle on for you saying Ryan Gig I was already getting down that road Paul Scholes Yeah Paul Scholes There we go Well done Okay we're off and running We've still got nine to get uh, David is a Hamilton Aki's fan From Hamilton uh, David It's been one way traffic Every Aki's fan we've had on Thinks it's the right move To get rid of Martin Canning Do you agree? Mm, I'm kind of on the fence a wee bit All right, It's okay. the right decision It's the wrong time Right Okay what do you mean by that Because of the transfer window and stuff? Well not just because of it Where we are in the season I mean we're now up against Stundee on Saturday With this chaos going on at the club And it really is a must win game for us He's managed to keep us in the Premier League For the last four seasons Why not say Look your time's up at the end of the season What to the job he's been doing uh, Roger what do you make of that aspect then David's more interested in about when Rather than just simply Was it right or wrong? Um, I, I think what this signals is possibly a change of direction at the football club because under the previous chairman, Ronnie McDonald, the job description for the manager was quite simple. Keep the team in the Premier League, try and get some of the kids into the team and then they'll sell the kids on and make money and the money will be ploughed back into the club. And this has been almost a mission statement from Hamilton Aki since the days of James MacArthur and James McCarthy many years ago and you can rehearse all the ones that have yeah, gone Brian, the boys Brian for the model, aren't they? and all of that that has been the model now I may be right I may be wrong I think had Ronnie McDonald still been chairman today Martin Canning would still be manager today but Alan Maitland has made it clear he wants a change not just removing Martin Canning but changing the structure it's now not a manager it's now a head coach there's now a director of football in. It looks to me that the, the strategy at the club is changing, that it's no longer just good enough to survive in the top flight. They need to prosper in the top flight as well. So, listen, that's fine as long as you can get the head coach in who makes you prosper and as long as the new structure works. Because as we said at the top of the show, tonight Martin Canning leaves the club safe. They're 10th. There's two teams below them. Season finished today Hamilton Aki's wouldn't be going down So for me This is a gamble by Hamilton David It's a huge gamble And Alan Merton's statement today He stressed that Part of the team's performance Is due to the lack of players The board has not given any funds out To replace that But yet they still expected Cannon to turn out results You can't just blame one man For this whole thing the players went and they needed to go. There was a reason why they had to go. There was financial difficulties at the club. But you can't expect the same results when you're selling key players. You can't blame the manager for that. I mean, just from last season alone, uh, Roger and Gordon, because you can you know, you know, can rhyme them off from, from previous years, but simply from last season, who would be the... the, the, the Doherty was January, wasn't he, Roger? Yeah. Was that January? Um, yeah. David Templeton... Was that last season he as went, well? He went at the end of the um, season Another freedom of contract Mikey Devlin Mikey Devlin was injured Granted he started the season um, Lewis Ferguson So 
to even put up with that rebuild job, that, that's tough. That would be tough for anyone. And David then mentions the fact he doesn't believe that the, you know the funds were there to help facilitate that. Yeah, well, listen, it's tough for any manager. And Martin Canning rehearsed all that um, after that day at St. Johnson. He, the players he's lost season on season and see throw in Thomas Cherney. Look at the goalkeeping problems he's had. He's had four goalkeepers in the last seven weeks in the team. Ryan Fulton, unfortunately, made a couple of errors at Celtic Park on top of a couple of errors at St. Johnson the previous week. A young goalkeeper developing. They're going to make errors. They had to put him in. Gary Woods was injured. Jan Mutcher's left the club. Um, there's been almost a, there's a kind of constant turnover of players at Hamilton. It hasn't helped Martin Canning's case at all. Um, I tend to feel a bit sorry for him because, you know, he leaves Hamilton in 10th. I don't think Hamilton are the 10th biggest club in the country. Um, I don't think Hamilton have the 10th biggest budget in the country. I think they've punched above their weight season on season. Now, Hamilton Aki's fans will come on and dispute that with me. That's fine. I'll just be fascinated to see if the new guy with the new chairman, with the new director of football, have enough about them They can keep Hamilton safe David and that's the big question Who next? The only name we've really had From your fellow fans Has been Jim Goodwin Have you got anything different for us? I don't I don't, I don't see anybody Taking it But I've heard a couple of rumours This afternoon That Alex Neal's recommended somebody I mean Gordon You can see the logic in that mm, Yeah I've not heard that rumour I'll be interested to see Who they bring in in but they'll, as, as you said right at the, the beginning of the show, Gordon, they've had 60 um, people showing interest in the job. So it showed you it's a good job to get. Um, yeah, I don't know what the standard would be because, you know, you get that mad phase uh, where everyone, anyone yeah, who's well, played football yeah, manager before but, but chucks a CV lot, over. There's a lot of managers out there that think that Hamilton will be a good club mm. to get in and, um, you know, kickstart their career again or maybe just someone getting in for their first job. Um and it's a challenge that they could look forward to But it'll be interesting Every every decision you make As a manager and a board in football Is a gamble, you can't guarantee anything Funny you bring him up David um, Alex Neil. I wonder how Heavy the comparison to Alex Neil Has weighed on Martin Canning During his time at Hamilton Ackies Because Alex Neil came up, did ever so well They were flying high, he did leave in the January You know, He left halfway through the season Ackies then finished 8th in a league, by the way, which didn't contain Rangers, Hibs, or Hearts, um, but people still point to what Martin, uh, what Alex Neil achieved, and, and sort of say, you know, Martin Canning didn't hit those heights. Is that is that been difficult for Martin Canning? I think it has, but if anybody takes that job and makes a success at like Alex Neil, they're going to be a target for other clubs because everybody knows what he's are playing with. If you can make a success there, that manager's not going to stay long. Somebody's going to poach him. With the conditions there at Aki's just now. It's not like they, they can spend millions of pounds on players. They've got tens of thousands of fans coming every week. I mean, I think they sell 900 season tickets a, a year. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's nothing. It's money that's coming in. So you make a success of that as a manager, you're not going to stay there long. Mm. Somebody like Norwich is going to come along and take you. All right, thank you to David in Hamilton. Some good points well made. What about this teaser? Because what about the Twitterati, as Hugh would call them, are giving you to a doing. Has Philly quit at Chelsea? No, he's not got 231 or above. Ryan Shawcross? Yes. Oh, Roger. Uh, Gordon, are you bringing anything to the no, table? I'm no, not just yet. No. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've, I've just written down A and A B and B. I'm going to fill the gaps in. So I got <laughs> uh, well. There's a couple of A and A's that you've missed. Then, yeah, I'm starting mm-hmm. at A and A. That's a good place to start. A and A. 
Yeah, as in starts with A and ends with Oh, a. sorry, right. I'd like, like Azpilicueta. Yes. Except not Azpilicueta. Yeah, exactly. Okay, you need some thinking time. I will give you it. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Get the result you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. Roger Hannan and Gordon DL have got work to do on the full-time teaser. We're looking for 10 players with the most English Premier League appearances whose surname begin and end with the same letter. Guys like Scholes, SNS, Shawcross. Well, you, you gave us a hint with the A's, so go for it, Daz. Arteta. Yep. Nicholas Anelka. Mm-hmm. That's four of ten. Any more? We're thinking back to the old ones now. How about Kevin Nolan? Yes, he's second on the list. 401 English Premier League appearances. Oh, brilliant. Right, we're motoring now. Scholes, Nolan, Shawcross, Arteta, Anelka. Mm. Only one he was mentioning. I happened to be watching a bit of Barnett versus Brentford last night. <laughs> oh, Roger. What a rock and roll lifestyle you oh, lead. Oh, honestly, I had to take a break from Ireland. It was so exciting. And they mentioned in the commentary, what about Dean Holdsworth? No, someone threw oh, that in on Twitter and he's not one. Because they were talking like they finished 3 3 last night, mm. as they were saying they met in the League Cup a few years ago and it was 5 5 the game. Mm. Holdsworth got a hat trick. Not Dean Holdsworth. There is an H on the list that you're looking for. A much shorter name than Holdsworth. Oh. Mm. You got any yet, Gordon? Yeah, I got Arnetta. Arnetta. <laughs> Arteta. <laughs> I'm thinking girls' names actually there for my wee baby. Mm-hmm. Not yours, by the way. Just in case no. anyone's just joining us, yeah. granddaughter. My yeah. granddaughter. Uh, Aberdeen are already one up. Niall McGinn on 13 minutes. Um, I don't mind coming clean every now and then, Roger. It caught us unaware because we we forgot it's it was a, a half seven. seven it, yep. um, but Niall McGinn put Aberdeen in front after 13 minutes. Goalless between Queen of the South and Dundee. Uh, goalless Air United and Verness. Any more? What about Claret or Amber For the granddaughter surely Oh the season Well my season ticket's Getting ordered the Amber wee, The wee mother will baby grow I mean I know uh, Our yeah. Amber Our Amber wouldn't oh, mind But it's good oh, The, the mother will connection Yeah exactly That could be good That could be good Speaking of which Significant news coming out For part today David Turnbull signed a new contract yeah. Until 2021 He is fast becoming the most or, or one of the most important players Mother will have at the moment Despite only being 19 And only recently breaking through So in, in that respect That's a they've, good piece of business They've always had um, High hopes for him Gordon Everyone When I was at Airdrie And we tried to get him in loan Everyone was telling us About how good the lad was In the ball And I was surprised That we couldn't get him uh, And now that I know the reason why And uh, he's, he's taking his chance Terrifically well You've got to say Playing very, very well Scoring goals as well And he deserves his new contract One for the future Go along with that, Roger I would Although I don't think he's quite as important As Robert Huth was for Leicester I heard that <laughs> No, listen, I like the lad tumble um, Robert Huth, yes, on the teaser Yeah, He's scoring some spectacular So the goal he scored In the home game against India Early in the season Smashing goal um, Should I be about a bottle With a penalty at Dens At the weekend as well um, It strikes me as a lad with his head screwed on It strikes me as a Motherwell fan He was speaking last week That you know he, he almost had to sign this new deal Because if he didn't His mates would need to pay in to Fur Park At the minute They're just blagging his complimentaries Every Saturday So He's a good player Young Jake Hasty Has come through as well And impressed And I watched young Barry Maguire At the weekend Out on loan at Queen of the South Big game for him In the cup At home to the Deer Motherwell have high hopes for Maguire as well So we talk About the guys across the road The Hamilton youth system mm. But When you throw in the likes of Alan Campbell as well the Motherwell youth system seems to be working okay too And it's the business model Gordon You're 
That's no secret Getting him tied up Is about two things It's about hoping he plays For you for the next mm-hmm. Couple of years But also protects you Because there's interest there And it means if it comes To fruition You don't lose A talented player For nothing Yeah when you're playing As well as these guys Now and um, You know Especially Turnbull um, He comes on the radar And people will be sent To games to watch him Monitor his uh, progress So it's good business From Motherwell Get him tied up uh, Make sure you're in control Of anything that happens because the way the boy is playing And we don't want to put a lot of pressure on him Gordon He looks like a talent that could go further mm. I mean I think it's his, that was his fifth of the season Roger Every time he's scored so far Mother will have won um, And you know f- Five wins for Mother That's that's a significant portion of, of the points that they've got So he's clearly making a huge contribution Yeah and in the, in the last week Those two back to back wins for Motherwell Are crucial because They were still slightly in the periphery of the relegation issue Prior to the game against Hibs last midweek And suddenly, you know, they've got twice as many points as the bottom three now They're safe There's more of a chance now for Stephen Robinson to keep Turnbull in To keep Hasty in, to keep Campbell in Give them all more experience between now and the Mm. end of the season And they'll be be better for it next season I mean, it's such early days You know, we've had a similar discussion with Defoe and Davis Already it's like, yeah, Rangers can win without them You know, the whole we don't need to put them in at the moment I guess you could say the same for for Ross McCormick, Gordon He was the big signing for Motherwell Um, Hasn't made an impact in the first team yet And they've had a couple of decent wins without him And Turnbull's sort of playing in an advanced midfield Mm -hmm. role, if you like Pulling the strings Right now it looks like he's going to have to wait his chance And perhaps get up to speed Yeah that's that's why you have a decent enough size squad Gordon Because you will get injuries You will get suspensions And you need players that can fit in there And it's great for the, the fact that McCormack comes with the reputation of what £12 million And the clubs that he's been at And the, the, the standard he's played and he's having to wait his chance And these young lads are keeping them out of the team So that's it's terrific for them Terrific for Motherwell supporters just now You know, getting the wins And um, looking forward to the rest of the season Scholes, Nolan, Anelka mm. Huth, Shawcross, Arteta Have you got any more on the teaser? The, the, the only one that's mentioned B Phil Bab <laughs> I can't believe you've got that one Phil Bab I thought that was the hardest by a mile in fact, there are a couple of other tricky ones. Lad? Um, yeah, I'm going down to the sea. It's not a church. It's ex no, 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 don't worry about C. Right, keep going then. Mm-hmm. Have I to worry about D? Yep. D. Times one. Mm-hmm. D. D. G. It's not Jason Dodd, is it? <laughs> Southampton. It is. No, I'm not having How that. How do you do this, honestly? Jason Dodd. Southampton. You've got a G and an E. Still oh, to go. We've got an E and a G. Right. Okay. Here's a question for you on Twitter. Snooker Lippy's got one for you, Roger. Please ask Roger. Has he heard anything on Pena? Is it true we're ripping up his contract? He says. You know something? I'm actually not 100 percent sure. I think if it was up to Rangers, they would. Um and I think it's something that will happen. Whether or not it's actually happened yet, I, I couldn't say. Um they'll obviously have to reach some variety of settlement, not just with Pena, but with Eduardo Herrera as well. Um Stephen Gerald spoke before Christmas about the impact it was having on his spending plans, if you like, the fact that the money was still going out in the two Mexican lads. Um, I'm not sure if it's done today. It will be done sooner or later. All right, let me make a quick check-in on tonight's results. It is still Stenhouse Muirnil. Aberdeen won that Niall McGinn goal. The difference is very early on in the Scottish Cup between Queen South and 
Queen of the South in Dundee Scottish Championship Air United nil, Inverness nil. Again early days in that one So um, don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves We'll give you any post-match reaction That you need on tomorrow night's show Final call for the teaser then 10 players with the most English Premier League appearances Whose surname begins and ends with the same letter Paul Scholes Kevin Nolan Nicholas Anelka uh, I'll just read the surnames That's easier Dodd Huth Shawcross Arteta Bab You're looking for another two Clues Gordon I right, they gave you clues What no. about the lad that born with Gosling? No How do you get even that? I mean you're I mean, you're sort of Ridiculous. Close in that It's You know you've got the G It's a similar sort of length of name <laughs> Golding <laughs> Again, close-ish oh. If I read out his clubs Go for it Man United, Middlesbrough, Fulham, West Brom Don't worry too much about the Man United part Oh, Jonathan Greening oh. Not Forest No Well, you, you yeah, Premier League I'm talking though oh, Jonathan Greening And the last one I've told you the letter you need Letter E E Mm-hmm I mean, what could it really be? You think there can't be many names? No. Begin and end in E. E E. Just one club as well. No longer in the the Premier League. Um, oh. Down the divisions now in a slightly different form. Wimbledon. You know, I was thinking earlier on about Anthony Koku, but he finished with a U. Mm-hmm. Same era and so on as him, though. Quick. What's up, Elter? Come on. I've no chance. Robbie Earl. Ah, oh, Roger. Robbie Earl, magnificent. That's a fantastic effort. Well done. Thanks for that question. It's full time at Clyde1.com if you want to send the question in. Thanks to Gordon and Roger. The texts and uh, the tweets, I should say, and calls were much appreciated. We're back at six o'clock tomorrow. Two big games. Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi will be here. Stay where you are, though, because Callum Gallagher is up next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com.